This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's how I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I mentioned before that the carceral state and mass incarceration, you know, that's government policy that I think is really bad for communities of color, for our economy, for the idea of democracy. But what's interesting to me about these new the sort of Bannonite uh, attack on the administrative state is I don't think it's just libertarianism of the familiar kind. I think this is really a white supremacist ideology wearing a different set of clothes. It's really about dismantling the parts of government that are trying to create a more inclusive, egalitarian society and leaving unchecked and unshackled the parts of government that terrorize communities of color. Welcome to the War Room. It's June 15th, year of our Lord, 2023. And what a way to start the show. That is a podcast coming from a larger article from the New Republic entitled The Administrative State is Under Attack. Why Progressives Must Protect Institutions That Help Safeguard the Public. There, of course, a lot of attacks on the man that I am filling in for right now. Stephen K. Bannon saying that me, you, anyone who watches this show, that we are indeed white supremacists for wanting to take down the administrative state. I would say my only critique, besides the obvious of how outlandish and preposterous that is, is that the deep state isn't just under attack by the Bannonites of the world, yourself included. It is under full frontal, full-fledged assault. You saw that today in the New York Times, Jeff Clark, Russ Vote highlighting their actions. Uh, even, I think, this article, right? There, There is an attention to the fact that the populist movement, the MAGA movement, really knows what's up when it comes to really the mishandling and the full-blown weaponization of the administrative state, as we always say, the first step to actually take down the deep state to acknowledge that it exists and how to go after it. So joining me, I believe we have James Bacon, the former director uh, of operations for presidential personnel. That is the really the number two position in terms of all of the hiring and firing in what was the first iteration of the Trump administration, uh, someone who really confronted and saw the deep state firsthand and really lived to tell to tell the tale. So we thank you for joining us here again in the war room. Before we get into uh, really some interesting legislation that has been passed, uh, other presidential candidates and their, I would say, misguided or ill-advised uh, plans to take on the administrative state, to take on uh, the rogue, the woke and weaponized bureaucracy that we see here in the United States. What say you to the fact that the left is sort of in panic um, over the now- MAGA rights ability to really identify the administrative state as sort of the locus, the the core issue um, that all of the other issues, whether it's the weaponization, the dereliction of duty on the southern border, um, that all of those issues emanate from. Do you think we're in a good position? 
They're going to be really mad when on day one of the next Republican administration, we eliminate every single diversity, equity and inclusion office across the federal government. But they're they're mad because we figured this out. You know, President Trump shined a light on the deep state. When had you ever heard of the deep state before President Trump came around? He exposed the fact that these bureaucratic agencies have become independent of the executive branch. He exposed the fact that the president's authority over these agencies and these bureaucrats has been taken away. And now Russ Vogt is exactly right. He, the president needs to treat the Department of Justice just like any other cabinet agency. It's in the executive branch and it's subordinate to the president. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because the individual who's speaking in that pod podcast clip is Sabeel Rahman, who used to lead the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs within the Biden regime. So they're really starting to wheel out some of the Biden regime's uh, highest ranking apparatchiks to sort of confront this narrative that we see developing that people like you and, of course, the Center for Renewing America have really spearheaded. But correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't seem like necessarily every single candidate in the Republican primary, especially among the controlled opposition ranks, uh, are actually putting forth plans to actually take down the administrative state, right? It doesn't really reflect um, an intense and accurate knowledge uh, of how to combat what really is, besides maybe the Chinese Communist Party, the most existential threat. If you could walk us through first just the actual steps that the DeSantis uh, administration, the hypothetical, though I don't think we'll ever see one, uh, would take to go up against the administrative state and what your analysis is, if it falls short or if it would succeed. Yes, I saw an article where DeSantis said he was going to move the DOJ and other agencies outside of Washington, D.C. That's not a good idea. You want these agencies in Washington, D.C. all in one place because it makes it easier to manage them. You need to be shutting down these agencies, not moving them to a different location. You need to be going in person and visiting these agencies, not moving them away. The bureaucrats don't want supervision. They want to be away from the president. They want independence. Moving the agencies does absolutely nothing. In fact, it actually empowers them. Plus, we want to contain all the corruption in Washington, D.C. You do not want the Department of Justice moved to a red state. That is just going to spread the corruption around the country. The lobbying apparatus, the liberals that work there are going to follow it. It's just not a good idea. I would like to see the next president. Talking. Go ahead. I would like to, to see the next president pull these agencies closer to him. Let's make the cabinet uh, agent uh, cabinet secretaries report to the president. Let's have them have an office in the White House. Let's have the next president visit these agencies himself and fire bureaucrats himself. They're going to resist harder next time. And it's going to take unconventional methods like that. 
I think Donald Trump has a lot of practice saying, you're fired. It'll be fun to watch him use that same phrase against some of the most woke, weaponized, and far-left bureaucrats we have plaguing this government. I was talking about DeSantis's proposal with Steve, and he also pointed out that these agencies are huge. You're talking about thousands, if not tens of thousands, of people and moving them into the heart, into the belly of the beast in these red states. You'd also see some interesting and, frankly, disappointing outcomes when it comes to elections, right? This is Massive movements of diehard left-wing voters, putting them really uh, in these red states. So really an ill-advised plan coming from Ron DeSantis, though, I have to say. When the consultants are the ones writing your policy proposals, I'm not surprised. But, James, you still got some time. I want your thoughts on the RAINS Act. It passed yesterday. It was originally part of uh, House Republicans' Limit, Save, Grow Act. Unfortunately, the chopping block, uh, it got cut off. It didn't pass. It wasn't part of the Biden-McCarthy deal. Uh, Congress passed it yesterday. It's unclear what the future of it will be. Um, but what are your thoughts on the levers, the points of leverage, that the RAINS Act seeks to use to help curtail uh, the burdensome bureaucratic state. Do you think it is ill-advised or do you think it represents a good, solid path forward? It's very ill-advised. The Republicans are acting like we're not going to be back in power ever again. We don't want to subject the executive branch to congressional veto and congressional approval. Congress should be giving the president more authority over the executive branch. I don't want, say, President Trump to get in there and he's issuing an executive order and all of a sudden it has to get approved by Chuck Schumer. That is the worst case scenario. And that's what this act would do. You know, a lot of the things Congress does are counterproductive when it comes to the deep state. When they pass these laws that add more complexity to the regulatory and rulemaking process, the only people that can navigate those laws and that have that expertise are the career bureaucrats. So it actually gives them more power over the political appointees. We ought to be subtracting, simplifying the process so that the political appointees can issue and use the president's authority without having to rely on the career bureaucracy. You know, it's sad, but it seems like we're at a point with House Republicans where the only bills that pass, it's almost a bad sign. It's counterintuitively really a death knell, right? You can't censor and fine Adam Schiff, but the fact that the same people who won't vote for that will vote for the RAINS Act, will vote to ban gas or to, to defend gas stoves, I really think it makes you question the legitimacy uh, and efficacy of those regulations to actually take down the administrative state. we got a few minutes before I have to let you go, and I want to ask you one more question. You obviously worked very intimately um, in the White House. You, like I said, were in charge of a lot of firing and hiring decisions, so you saw firsthand uh, kind of the, the rift between career appointees, political appointees, and even, even sometimes political appointees that weren't really aligned with Donald Trump, right? They were, they were part of the administration administrative state, maybe a little more conservative, but barely. Do you think, in your opinion, that this weaponization that we see going on, there's a lot of focus on DOJ and, of course, the FBI, but do you think that we will find out, especially in a second, which should be third, Trump term, that this weaponization plagues not just the DOJ, but every agency, the DOE, the DOA, uh, really all of them, or do you think it's just contained to DOJ? It's definitely not contained to DOJ. I like to compare it to a massive ocean liner that's running on autopilot. 
It's it's basically when you become president, you become the captain of this ocean liner. But the first mate and the crew are completely against you and they're ignoring your orders. And you have to turn around this massive ship while they're working against you. And it's permeating all the departments. You know, RFK Jr. has been talking about the regulatory capture that's gone on, where certain industries like Big Pharma have captured the FDA. That is a problem throughout all these agencies. And the next president really needs to go in and start gutting these agencies. Indeed. James, if you want to tell people real quick about the project that you're working on for the Heritage Foundation and if people want to sign up and how they can get involved, I'd appreciate it if you can tell the War Room Posse what they need to do. Yes. So at project2025.org, we are training the next slate of America first grassroots conservatives to go into Washington, D.C. and drain the swamp. We did not have the MAGA institutions for President Trump to support him and give him the administration he deserved the last time. So we need to be prepared for this time. It's project2025.org. Hit the apply button. We're going to train you and we're going to take D.C. by storm. We're also mapping out the deep state and the levers of control so that we'll know with it, we'll be set with a deep state plan for day one to be able to get this work done. Music to my ears. James, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. And, you know, speaking of DeSantis, people may not have seen because, of course, Bloomberg buried it in their profile in like paragraph 20. But Ken Griffin, people may know the hedge fund billionaire, one of, if not the top donors for Ron DeSantis. He made waves when he publicly came out, tried to humiliate Trump and said, I'm pivoting to Ron DeSantis. He really is the archetype for the critique of DeSantis being a vessel that these Wall Street financier donor types uh, just want to exploit for their tax cuts and open borders for free labor. But. Believe it or not, he just came out saying, doubling down, actually, on the fact that he's going to be investing in China. I'll read you the quote. Irrespective of who's the U.S. president in the next cycle, I don't think that's going to change Citadel's strategy in China. The scale and scope of the Chinese equity market is incredibly attractive to us as investors. Keep in mind, Citadel, which is, of course, his hedge fund, uh, the securities, the sister company, had received its qualified foreign institutional investor license from the Chinese government just last year. Ken Griffin is now gunning for that same privilege for, uh, for Citadel, not the securities portion. Just keep this in mind. Do you really think that Ken Griffin, the same year that he's trying to get the Chinese Communist Party to sign off on his ability to enter the Chinese market and invest even more and have even closer ties to the Chinese government, do you really think that he could get away with backing a candidate like DeSantis? There's a reason that he's not backing Donald Trump, because the Chinese Communist Party certainly wouldn't give him that license if he were supporting the one candidate, the only candidate who can actually take down the Chinese Communist Party. We'll be right back. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. 
Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hunter Biden, your son, was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down some guardrails? Unless there was something that was, there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on, this is. So (laughs) these guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know, there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. That right there, that is the lock that, rather, the key that picks the lock. That right there is Joe Biden basically laying out the strategy that we saw unfold in Miami just a few days ago. In other words, yeah, my son may have taken millions of dollars from Burisma. And oh, by the way, me too. We, of course, have new reporting showing that on his financial disclosure forms, a $10 million sum just randomly appeared. And if you follow, if you try to follow the money, well, you can't do that because it's not properly documented. Again, that's the same amount of money the Biden family is believed to have received from executives at Burisma in in some sort of pay-for-play scheme. But you saw him say right there, don't focus on me, don't focus on my son, who I trust so much, don't focus on Burisma, look at Donald Trump. And that's exactly what they did with this whole sham indictment number two. Joining me now to discuss, before we get in to the really good stuff, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, all of these rhino traitors. I want to ask you, Dr. Gorka, I think I saw that you were fortunate enough to be live at Bedminster with the boss after he had been arraigned in Miami. It's okay. I'll take the hard assignment. I'll go down to Miami and suffer in the heat. You can hang out at his very nice golf club in Bedminster. But what was, it was the energy pretty like hot there? in How New did Jersey. He seem to you? It, 
<laughs> it was pretty hot in New Jersey, by the way. I mean, we were on the balcony smoking cigars before he arrived, and we may have broken into a sweat, we and me and Cash Patel. But look, I mean, you were in the thick of it. I had to take the harder position in Bedminster. It was electric. It was amazing. Let me be clear. Um, it was like a mini rally, despite the fact it was the biggest event they've ever had at Bedminster. There were 900 people there for the president. Uh, it was the best speech I think he's given, perhaps uh, historically one of the most significant speeches uh, since Reconstruction in terms of what he said about the danger to the Republic. And on top of that, uh, you know, I was honored to be there with, with the VIPs, with Mike Lindell sitting right next to him. But it was the biggest of the heaviest rollers. It was the high rollers. It was the donors who've said DeSantis is a joke. It's not happening. He is establishment. Uh, what they're doing to President Trump is un-American. We're going to support him. And and what he did, that, that phrase he used, I think I know which one of the team wrote his speech. <clears throat> and the phrase they chose that he repeated twice, that they've broken the seal, is absolutely right. They, they have broken a seal. The idea that it's not just a former president, that, that would be egregious enough. But the fact that it's, to use a British phrase, the leader of the opposition, a man who, according to the latest Trafalgar polls, is 42 points, Natalie, 42 points ahead of his nearest rival, Ron DeSantis, means uh, one thing and one thing only. They don't have the cover of COVID. They can't mail out 81 million uh, mail-in ballots. They have to steal the election another way. And the way they steal it is they put President Trump in prison. So that's what it's about. It's about turning America into Venezuela or North Korea. Besides the impeachments, the indictments, the pandemics, it seems like the other way that the nullification project of the Trump presidency really was waged uh, to a degree that I don't think we've seen in recent history was through a subversion, I think, on the personnel front, right? The people who staffed his administration, uh, and then they'd love to wheel them out later, these establishment Republican types, and say, oh, well, look, so-and-so is criticizing Donald Trump, and because they're doing that, they used to work for him, right? Bill Barr is a perfect example of that. We must elevate their voice. Donald Trump is so unhinged. It's the mainstream media playbook. Um, but I think now we're seeing even some people who are obviously a lot closer to the president, predominantly Mike Pence, sort of do the similar game, right? The similar tactic against Trump. Use him to grow your political career and then stab him in the back as rhinos are always yeah. so good at doing. Dr. Gorka, as someone who worked for Donald Trump, what say you about Mr. Pence's uh, thoughts on refusing to pardon Donald Trump? Should he be elected? Big if. Yeah, I, I played the cut from my buddy Buck Sexton's show, Clay Travis's show today. And, and you know, the, the cut is all the more fascinating because Buck and Clay are both DeSantis supporters. And they took it to Mike Pence. They said, what? what sorry? You know, you're, you don't have the grace to promise to, you know, pardon your former boss. Um, I, I opened my show with a monologue where I just lost it, Natalie. Look, I, I worked for the president. I was only his deputy. We're talking about his vice president. We're talking about a cabinet member like uh, Mike Pompeo, who've also betrayed him. Nobody forced you to become members of the Trump administration. Nobody put a gun to my head. Nobody put a gun to your head, Mike Pence. You volunteered, which means either you lied about supporting President Trump or you changed your mind and you refused to actually resign in principle and leave the administration when you changed your mind. 
either way, you're dishonorable. I, I've defended Mike Pence. I defended him in the face of George Will to George Phil's face when George Will called him out for supporting President Trump. Uh, today on my show, I said, and it was with heavy heart, you're a dishonorable man. Uh, you, you have no honor. The idea that we, you're telling us, Mike Pence, that we should now trust the FBI, we should now trust the DOJ. Why? Peter Navarro, Steve Bannon, Paul Manafort, uh, their examples of the deep state out of control. You're strip-searching Peter Navarro. You're putting him in leg irons because of contempt of Congress when Eric Holder is still walking around a free man and he, as attorney general, was held in contempt of Congress. This this tells you who these people are. And personally, Natalie, I, I don't know about you, I could never do what these people did. I had a private breakfast with Mike Pence in the Navy mess under the West Wing when he was being considered for the State Department. I, I, didn't, I didn't initiate it. Mike came to me because he, he knows I work in the West Wing. Maybe I could help him. And he said to me directly, he said this over, you know, the eggs and bacon. He said, Seb, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this nomination and if I'm going to be confirmed. But if I'm confirmed, I'm going to die on the hill of turning the State Department around for America and for President Trump. And even if I fail, quote, I'm going to die on that hill. Well, either Mike Pence was lying to me or he's a scum who changed his mind and then refused to tell the world. He was nominated. He was confirmed. A year later, I got my State Department secretary's Christmas card from him. And what was it? Not a mention of Christmas, not a mention of Jesus. It was a photograph of him and his wife in the lobby of the State Department with a massive picture of an abstract painting, blotches, you know, just garbage, Pollock. And and underneath it said, celebrating our art collection, the State Department at this time of year. Totally captured, surrendered to the deep state. These people are pond scum and they have no honor. They're not men. Pence, Pompeo are not men. And this is going to be the biggest challenge. It's up to us to win the election for the president. But the biggest challenge we face, I don't care what your pet rock is, whether it's China, the border, the Second Amendment, pro-life. If we don't make sure that we don't have subversives in the White House like John Kelly again, like Pompeo, then forget it all. So right now, this is my message to everyone at Mar-a-Lago, to everyone working with the president, to Eric, to Don Jr., get the personnel part right now, or otherwise there's no point. Well, that brings me to my next question with you. In, in terms of ensuring that that mistake, I think what some people have maybe rightly said was sort of the original sin of the Trump administration, at least on the personnel front. What do you think that the, the Trump family, the people who are advising him, how do you think they go about actually ensuring that the people that they're hiring, appointing, nominating are MAGA to their core and not just saying it because they think it's a fad that'll help them advance their careers politically? There's only one way you need. And I've been talking to one person at Bedminster who apparently is you know, going to be the point person for this. Um, I hope it's him, but whoever is the final individual, they have to be a hard bastard. They have to be a person, you know, like me, like Cash Patel, who who knows who the good guys are, who can root out instantly if 
you're a subversive, if you're a fifth columnist, there can be there can be no compromise on this issue. There has to be an ironclad system with a filter that guarantees that nobody comes into that building who isn't 100% committed to not only the president, but his agenda of America first, who believes in America, who isn't there like John, John Kelly. Let me share this story. When, when Corey Lewandowski, who's a friend of the president, is found in the White House without the permission of this Marine general, who's the chief of staff, John Kelly grabbed Corey and threw him against a wall so violently he ripped the button off his suit jacket and said to him, you don't effing come in my house without my permission. Your house? John Kelly, nobody elected you. Who the hell do you think you are? You're a disgrace to the Marine Corps. You're not a Marine. That person used the clearance process and used other devious ways Dr. to keep Gorka, people can, out of the administration. Hang, we need somebody who is the opposite the of John Kelly. Can you hang with us through the break real quick? Sure. All righty, we'll be right back. Every day the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R. IOT, that's 878 Patriot. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878 Patriot. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I think I may have just come up with a wonderful idea on the litmus test for how we can tell if prospective appointees for the next Trump administration are actually MAGA to their core. And that's whether or not they use a MyPillow. And more importantly, whether or not they use promo code WARROOM, the best promo code in the entire game, if you want to get. They have really everything from dog beds to blankets to towels to, of course, pillows, of course, the MyPillow 2.0. But like I said, I think it's the best sleep you can get in the game. It's how we stay awake, barely here in the war room. At least I'll speak for myself and Steve. 
make sure you use promo code WARROOM. Like I said, it's the best promo code in the game, and I'm sure the guest that I have joining me definitely agrees with that because I don't, I don't think he has a, 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 a MyPillow promo code. But that that aside, before we let you go, Dr. Gorka, no, no, no. Be, be, I want be, your before thoughts. We, before we get, before <laughs> okay, we get I guess on to I got to give you a second. We, before we get on to the uh, the work question you want to ask me and then get on to your next guest, I just want it to be known that, you know, there are there are those who profess to be MAGA. There are those who profess to be, you know, um, you know, promo code experts. But I don't think you have a MyPillow pet bed with both of your dogs on it. So we're not just MAGA here at MyPillow. We're ultra MAGA. So the promo code is G-O-R-K-A. That's Killian and Leia. And today is Killian's eighth birthday. So if you want to say happy birthday to my Belgian shepherd, it's promo code Gorka. Well, Sorry, happy birthday to, to your beautiful doggy. No, it's it's okay. <laughs> I see Steve is a lot better at interrupting and, and speaking over guests. Maybe it's just because I'm a woman. I, I feel bad interrupting people. So that's how that's how you get away with it. And that's probably why you prefer coming on with me because you can you can plug your, your promo code. But it's not my birthday or any dog that I have's birthday today. But if you want to show Steve that I do a good job hosting the show, <laughs> you should use promo code WARROOM. So I keep my job since I may have just lost it letting Gorka get such a nice, long, powerful read for his promo code. But I digress on to more serious matters. Yes. The fact that the House Republican majority is not acting like a majority, or frankly, they're acting really back to their old tricks, being establishment yeah. rhino Republicans refusing to censor and fine and giving all these runaround, these circulatory logic chains that just don't add up. I think we can sum it down to they're just weak. I don't care how you spin it, Thomas Massey, anyone. Uh, Dr. Gorka, your thoughts on the Republicans' inability to vote to censor. One of probably, and there, it's a high bar, really a low bar, but one of the most prolific liars that we have probably seen in modern history when it comes to people who have lied about Donald J. Trump. Your thoughts? Nice use of the word circulatory. Um, yeah, if you go to the top of my Twitter feed, you'll see DC Drano's tweet. It has the photographs of all these people. And I, and I call them traitors uh, deliberately because they are traitors. Why? Because they betrayed not only their constituency. Oh, look at that. I'm impressed. Thank you, Cameron, uh, whoever's behind the scenes uh, putting up the visuals. Um, wh whether it's um, their constituents or whether it's the American people or whether it's the principle of truth. You know, I'll go a step further. Natalie, this individual, Adam Schiff, is the most mendacious individual on Capitol Hill. There is no bigger liar. There is no bigger liar. Why? Because for four years, and he's still doing it now, for four years nonstop, and when he was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, he said, day in, day out, the president works for Russia. He's an asset. I've seen the proof. It's incontrovertible. I can't show it to you. No, 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 no. Just trust me. I've seen it. It does exist. Um, he never provided it because it doesn't exist. Even after 30 million was wasted by Mueller, they couldn't prove any Russian collusion. And 20 Republicans voted to protect Adam Schiff from this slap on the wrist censure motion. I get the five from California. They're all part of the California political mafia. But Thomas Massey, th th this is the depth 
of the problem on our side. Thomas, Ma- people think Thomas Massey's a great guy and that he's a libertarian. He, he's, he's nothing of the sort. I was on a Twitter spaces recently with like 50, 60,000 people. Thomas Massey, Natalie, called Devin Nunes a member of the deep state. Devin Nunes, <laughs> the man who did more than anybody else to uncover the Russia collusion hoax and the corruption of the FBI. I mean, this is what we have. We have to, I think it was Steve, what was Steve a week ago when it came to the debt debt ceiling? He said, primary every stinking one of those Republicans into the dust. Totally. And double for these 20 people. We had only 20 patriots during the, the speaker vote who stood up, who stood up for the truth. And now we have 20 Republicans who tell you they might as well be Democrats. That's why every single person here has to get engaged, has to run for local office and help to primary these people into the ground. The Democrats are going to be the Democrats forever. But these are people who say they're Republicans. Primary season's going to be very busy. I'm not even old enough to run for Congress, but I have to say all the ridiculous votes that we've been seeing coming out of this GOP, allegedly Congress, makes me want to run. I guess I got a a few years to wait. Dr. Gorka, thank you so much for joining me. If people want to watch your show and stay up to date with everything you're working on, all your hot takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on every social media platform that matters except the fascists at YouTube. So I'm on Rumble, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter. Uh, you can follow me, Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka. The website is SebastianGorka.com. And the Substack for my exclusive content is SebastianGorka, one word, dot Substack.com. And my latest book is The War for America's Soul. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. God bless you and the listeners. Yes. Well, moving on to our next guest, this is quite the packed house for a a Thursday evening war room show. We got the infamous, at least according to the deep state, FBI whistleblower Steve Friend. He used to work, like I said, for the FBI before being patriotic and courageous enough to really tell the American people just how woke and weaponized uh, that institution had become. Uh, But now there's sort of an interesting turn of events when it comes to January 6th. And of course, the pipe bomb story, which Darren Beatty at Revolver News, Julie Kelly at American Greatness, and of course, here in the war room, we've been covering for quite some time. Remember, back in March of 2021, we were told by the man leading the investigation into the pipe bombs that left outside the RNC and the DNC that they were viable and potentially deadly. And this was one of the key, this was a bedrock in their whole narrative about domestic extremism and the insurrection that took place. But just like so many talking points that come out of the FBI nowadays, this is another narrative that just has completely fallen flat by Stephen D'Antonio's own admission. Uh, Julie Kelly obtained a letter involved with the Judiciary Committee from House GOP, uh, given a a written testimony, written interview with this FBI official who, like I said, was leading the pipe bomb investigation. And there really are, short of the fact that the phone records uh, have been corrupted um, of the alleged bomber, so they now can't get any access to it, they can't view or read them, quite a ton of bombshells coming out from this letter, like I said, that was first obtained by Julie Kelly. Steve Friend, if you want to walk us through what exactly some of these bombshells are, we'll hold you through the break. I'd appreciate it. 
Yeah, I will. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, Steve D'Antuano, uh, who is uh, carrying the water for the FBI. Uh, he was the special agent in charge in Detroit during the Gretchen Whitmer Fed napping case and then uh, promoted on up over to Washington, D.C., uh, where he was over the January 6th investigations uh, and left the catbird seat for a, a very high executive ranking position within the FBI and chose instead to take a, a spot at KPMG as a, as a partner. Uh, so I think that this perhaps is all part of a uh, I'm done covering uh, cover, covering for you guys because uh, you left me out in the, in the cold uh, with an accounting uh, job. But uh, as he revealed during his transcribed interview last week with the uh, Judiciary Committee, there was uh, he was first asked about it, the diversionary theory that uh, that has been uh, proposed that, that maybe that these pipe bombs were laid down to uh, distract and, and pull resources away from the Capitol and leave it more vulnerable to an attack from these evil insurrectionists who are trying to seize democracy by apparently sitting on uh, the speaker's chair with a Viking helmet that apparently is in the uh, the invisible ink on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I they think that's what qualifies you to be uh, the new despot. But uh, he said that uh, he was unfamiliar with that uh, diversion theory, but didn't want to comment on it. But uh, seeing as how it was such an integral part of this theory that this was a contrived plot to uh, to overturn our government, I think that, that was a fairly significant revelation on his part. Uh, and secondarily, as, as you sort of touched on, there was the geofencing, uh, the, the, the snafu that they had where this geofence technology has been used to identify hundreds and thousands of people for, uh, for investigation, for their participation in the, uh, in, the, in the insurrection, as it's been labeled at the Capitol that day. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, that same technology failed and there was a, uh, a problem. The data became a little bit corrupted and they're unable to use it to identify who this person could have been uh, who was laying these pipe bombs down at the DNC and the RNC the night prior. And, uh, and finally, I think he, he, uh, Mr. D'Antuano exposed uh, just how much he was not involved in the day-to-day -day and said it was just too granular for him to become involved. And that is he does not know if, in fact, the woman who uncovered the pipe bomb was actually interviewed by the FBI, which to me is just a catastrophic failure of of communication on the part of the actual people doing the work with their their supervisors who should in fact be kind of kept up to breath seeing as how this this entire investigation is considered the most important work that the FBI has ever done more important than 9/11 more important than the civil war well, hey, Steve, don't forget, again, the same guy who's leading the investigation uh, on the, the whole pipe bomb situation, he cautioned us against leaning into conspiracy theories uh, after learning any of this evidence, whether it comes to the missing phone records, the fact that he doesn't even know if they interviewed the individual who found the pipe bomb. The list goes on. But we've been told by the FBI to not get involved in any conspiracy theories about the origins of the pipe bombs. But like diligent American people, I'm sure we will not listen to our government. But I want to drill down on, on what you said the last the last part, because I think that's the important point, right? We were hearing the FBI was telegraphing that this was the most important investigation. I mean, frankly, in the history of this country, that's how they were spinning it. You couldn't turn on uh, a mainstream media news channel without the word January 6th uh, being used, followed up by the term insurrection. Uh, so how when you actually kind of 
get behind the scenes, you see behind the curtain. Uh, it sort of seems like they don't really have the evidence to back that up. Do you think the reason why there hasn't been such an effort to get to the bottom of this is because they know if they actually turn over those stones, the more evidence they uncover, the, on the only kind of, I guess, more credence it'll lend to the theories and narratives that have been pushed by shows like War Room and outlets like Revolver News? I do. I do. And, and, and really, the January 6 cases have been a boondoggle when it comes to the FBI's funding. Uh, it has justified these massive budget increases that we've seen over the last few years. And the, the integrated program management metric system, the quota system that the FBI has had and has had on the books for the last 10 years, uh, they are able to hit their gold rankings and, and make sure that they get enough domestic terrorism cases around the country. And because that was the, the crux of my whistleblowing. One of, the, one of my concerns was how they're manipulating the domestic terrorism statistics for the FBI. And they, they took this one case, and instead of running it as one case on paper, they opened a separate case for every single person, spread them around the country, and created this false interpretation wow. and, and that, that domestic terrorism is, is on the rise around the nation. And that's just frankly and, not true. And it's tied to compensation for the, Steve, for the executives. If people want to learn more about your story and what you saw firsthand at the FBI, your book, what's it called? Where can people find it and read it? Thank you. It was published this week. True Blue, my journey from beat cop to wow. suspended FBI whistleblower. It's on Amazon. I Thank you so much for joining us. We will be right back after this break. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support meta metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy... If you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. 
help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Welcome back to the war room. It seems like the most privileged group of people in this country, maybe besides the Biden family, are illegal aliens. They get everything free, subsidized by the government. They get nice chartered flights to any city they want to go to. Martha's Vineyard, pretty nice. Something that they don't get is my pillows. Certainly not using the promo code War Room, which you should be. Make sure you use promo code War Room to get all of your My Pillow needs to help support Mike Lindell and his fight for election integrity and all things just pro America, all things America first, which I think is a, a good stance for a company to have nowadays because quite few and far between. Certainly no no Target or, or Bud Light esque uh, tactics going on in the My Pillow headquarters, but I think we have. Todd Benzman joining us. I think we have him up. Uh, you've really been making some viral news with the videos that you and Michael Yawn have been producing of these, what I think we can call no-go zones, uh, that the Biden regime is setting up across the United States. At least right now, it's contained to Texas. But these cancers always seem to metastasize, and as goes the rule of law. Uh, Todd, if you want to give us an update, and I think we have some wonderful B-roll, uh, the aerial, aerial footage of these no-go zones in Texas, just pretty close to Houston. Um, what you're seeing, give us any updates uh, on what really the, the temperature is in terms of the illegals and, and the violent crimes going on in these communities. Sure. Well, remember, you know, we're always down at the border. Uh, I'm down there. Michael Yon's down there about, you know, people coming across. But we forget that they have to go live somewhere, uh, that they, they are coming into the United States and we've got to put them somewhere. They've got to be in housing and one of the areas of the last five years where illegal immigrants have been congregating is right here in Texas in a county called Liberty, Liberty County, uh, old school, uh, long, you know, old settler uh, region in the thick piney forest of uh, te Texas, about 40, 50 miles northeast of Houston. Uh, you have a massive colonia, the biggest one in the United States. Um, you're seeing a video of it that we shot right here because we just wanted to show this is in my book. It's the, the final chapter of my book is all about this particular uh, colonia. That's what they call them, a settlement of illegal immigrants. Uh, but it is expanding massively, massive expansion. I mean, thousands upon thousands of acres. You can see I've got my drone up right here. This is just the fresh cut, the most recently fresh cut. Uh, neighborhoods that are going to be sold by the three-quarter acre lot to mostly illegal immigrants who are able to buy directly from the seller and skip the bank. That's the big appeal about Liberty County, Texas, and wow. San Jacinto wow. County next door. Uh, but one of the things about this is uh, that the uh, that that it is expanding by you know maybe thirty-five thousand acres. There might be seventy-five thousand people living there. 100,000 uh, people living here, cartels working the area, using it for stash houses. But the great appeal of it, other than buying the land, is that ICE won't sweat you here. Uh, the immigrants that I interview tell me one of the great appeals they buy here is that they don't ever have to worry about ICE coming to get them. Uh, and so they feel safe here. And nobody really comes to get them. Uh, that's kind of the, why I call it a no-go zone. 
Todd, unfortunately, we only have a few minutes, but I wanted to ask you this because I saw in Politico today uh, that there's been some back and forth among House Republicans, some sort of opposition uh, to impeaching Mayorkas. Of course, the same old fools are up to their old tricks. The group that wants to raise the debt ceiling, the group that won't vote to censor and fine Adam Schiff. No coincidence, they also don't want to impeach Mayorkas. Got about two minutes before I have to let you go. What would you say to these feckless Republicans uh, who don't want to pursue impeachment of Mayorkas? What, how, how would you make the case to them that impeachment is not just necessary, it is absolutely necessary? Well, I kind of come at, at this journalistically, and my feeling is that, you know, an impeachment probably is not going to ever make it to the Senate, but that's kind of beside the point. Uh, impeachment hearings create information that the public desperately needs. And I certainly wouldn't mind uh, a, the kind of, a, of an adversarial uh, hearing that would produce information that has been probably one of the greatest state secrets in the United States against the public, which is everything that he has been doing, uh, his thinking, uh, his lying, his orders, his memorandum, uh, all of the, the stuff that this guy has produced, the, the, the um, uh, perjury uh, that, that has gone on, uh, not that an impeachment is going to be successful ultimately, uh, but that it would produce information that the general public desperately needs. That's kind of how I look at it. I like hearings. Uh, I like the border hearings that they've been doing because for two years – this has been a big secret. We don't know what's been going on. The Democrats won't ask. Uh, the media won't investigate. And this is the only way to pry information out of them about what they've done. Of course they won't. It's just like January 6th. The more questions that are asked, the more that people like you, shows like this, uh, are vindicated because obviously we are telling the truth. We are the ones who are the boots on the ground, not spinning alternative realities. Todd Bensman, your book, hit us with the title one more time and please let people know where they can follow you so they can stay up to date with all this really wonderful reporting. I keep catching myself looking at the viewfinder to see all these videos. It's just, I mean, it's sad, but it's, it's amazing. Start you have to see it. My book, I describe in my final chapter of Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. I talk about it, but man, you have to see this thing to believe it. It's so vast. It goes to the horizon. Uh, so the videos, I think it's kind of putting a, a point to that. Thank you so much for joining us, Todd. And thank you, Warren Posse, for hanging with me for this hour. Went by certainly quickly, as I said uh, earlier on this on today's morning show. When you set out to take Vienna, it was Napoleon who said that, you got to take Vienna. So when you set out to take down the administrative state. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, 
jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 